0: Charlie so we go back a good few years a couple (laughs) yeah just a couple um and you studied creative direction at LCF you were an LCF student and during that time a lot of changes were going on for you how was studying at LCF in relation to how you were proceeding through your life at that point was it good
1: it was what I needed. Um, so I came from a all boys, Catholic, quite rough secondary school and sixth form. And I came, like, came from a place where I was really persecuted for my femininity, especially like it wasn't it was mostly like you're a girl, you're a girl rather than like gay stuff. Um, and then I came from that place into a place where there was no straight boys, (laughs) so it was literally, I think there was, like, one straight boy on our course of, like, 90 or something, and he, he was actually really nice, but, like, I came to, from a place where I was persecuted for my femininity to a place where I was not just embraced, but really celebrated for it, like, I remember, like, just people being like, stop me in the corridor, like, yeah, so, like, taking photos of me, because I was wearing, like, girl clothes and makeup, and, like, I was probably wearing more makeup than I do now, if anything, like, which is crazy, (laughs) and that was pre-transition, but I, like, that really um, was what I needed coming from such a dark place that I'd been in for, like, seven years at that horrible school, (laughs) and sixth form, it was, it was, it came at the right time for me, and then from that that's how I began to accept myself because others around me were accepting me it made it easier for me to accept myself because for so long I'd really hated myself for being feminine and really pushed down these feelings of no like, I knew I was trans from I was saying I was a girl when I was like three to my mom my mom remembers mm. before I remember but I, I'd been like in like i had been taught that it was wrong by everyone around me on my estate and in my school for so long that I I hated myself for it and I didn't want to be trans and being in a place like LCF where I was celebrated for being feminine I finally accepted myself because I was around me did and then that's when I tra- so my final year I came out as trans but I'd, I'd kind of known it since like I'd kind of decided from about 18 but at 20 that's when I was like I need to do this for myself like I was though I was in a really happy place in LCF I was in a really dark place in myself and I was really to be honest quite suicidal Um, so that was yeah it was like it's a, it's hard to look back because I was really sad, but also it was a really happy time in other ways.
0: Because when you took your degree and you went up on the platform, you weren't the same person that you'd been that I interviewed three and a half years earlier.
1: It's crazy. I just, yeah, I just, I was thinking that when, when I came on, when you t- asked me to do this I was like I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing now if it wasn't for Tony I remember I remember oh. <laughs> so vividly my interview and I remember it, I was like one of the last people because and you were like my last shot at getting into because I'd been rejected from another course and I was like oh my god I'm not going to get in and like to, um, to UAL and then like um, I came through the widening participation kind of route because I'm from a very working class background. And then they wrangled me like a last minute interview for this new course. Cause it was the first year of creative direction. And they were like, oh, like you can go for the interview. And I was like, I think one of the last people. And I, I just, I remember it so vividly. And it's just mad because like everything I do now stems from my final project on that degree. So it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I started my whole campaign on as my final coursework project. and. That's my job now. Like everything I've achieved now is because of that coursework project. And that is because of you, Tony Glenville. So thank you again. (laughs) I will never stop saying thank you. Thank you so much.
0: No, but the thing as well that I remember and this is because obviously this is for LCF and it's for um, students and the idea of staff as well, understanding how it can work, but was also the fact that you embraced every opportunity during your time. And things like, I just checked out this morning, the Bieber film that you Oh did, my God, I forgot about
1: them. that.
0: <laughs> and it's still out there. It's, you know, it's something that you did, but I think all that, is now what's extraordinary, is that is 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think one of the things I would now ask is, is why is everyone now obsessed with trans and the whole gender fluidity thing?
1: I think, so when I came out as trans and the reason I started my campaign Nail Transphobia, which like I was saying, was my final project on creative direction at LCF, it was because there was no talk about trans people in the media. There was no representation. This was pre any kind of current day celebrity positive representation of a trans person. Laverne Cox, Janet Mock, Carmen Carrera, Monroe, Paris, even like Caitlyn Jenner. But like, there was n- there was none of those when I started my campaign. And I started the campaign because I was like really angry that no one was talking about this. And I was like, it's so hard being trans. They're like the, the way my life shifted overnight when I transitioned. Like I was already as a very feminine, quotation mark, boy, pre-transition, getting a lot of abuse in the street anyway, but I was like, it just te- tenfold when I came out as trans and it was just so hard to exist. But now we've gone from a place where 10 years ago, I was angry that there was no talk about trans stuff in the media, but now it's at a point where it's just too much. And it's at a point where like, I saw a statistic the other day that it was like, I think it was th- the, uh, the Times published 324 articles about trans people last year. And that's just insane to me. That's almost one a day. And obviously not a single one of those are by a trans person or with trans people, interviewing trans people. It's all just negative thought pieces by mm. people who have probably never even met a trans person before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and they're just saying, I don't think that blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? and it's just, it's fear mongering. And it's a way of kind of, I feel like a lot of kind of media stuff and we can look back at how the gay community was treated in the eighties. It, we're used as like scapegoats in the same way immigrants are, for example, like where it's like, let's distract from the really shady stuff going on by making the public angry at this one. Trans people are one percent of the population. Let's make the public angry at one percent of the population and let's talk about them every day on morning breakfast shows, you know, on in the news and the in pub, in magazines and the newspapers. And it's I just think it's it's too much. It's like why are you why are you so concerned with one percent of the population? Why are you talking about us every day? on like i said morning tv in in magazines and newspapers just focus on brexit focus on coronavirus focus on your failing marriages like focus on yourself before you need to focus on one percent of the population it's just madness it's absolute madness it's too much
0: i think it's it's a really interesting comment because you know the the statistic roughly in the uk as you say is that you you know It's about 1% of the population about that. But the fascination with everything to do with gender and the whole idea that people a lot of the time don't really understand a lot of it. They kind of look at RuPaul's Drag Race and then they look at trans or they look at heterosexual men who like to wear women's clothes, often not for any sexual reason. People are just confused. They just lump everyone together. They don't particularly do anything other than often look at the headlines and so on. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was how do you define trans?
1: So trans is an umbrella term and it's basically for people who kind of don't, who kind of aren't normative in the way that they uh, they they express their gender. So um, you could be like for example trans, I'm a uh, textbook trans woman, so I am a person who has felt that their kind of, their soul and their body didn't match, and I've taken like, um I've taken measures to align the two. There's also mm-hmm. people who are non-binary who are under the trans umbrella as well, but don't necessarily feel that they need to m- have like a medical or surgical approach to their transition. There's people who are transvestites, so, um, like you said. There's men, straight men, often who just get a kick, uh, like a kick out of wearing underwear. But there's like the there's the kind of um, how do you say like the non-normative kind of. Uh, side of things but also the the word vest like it comes the vestite it comes from the french for like to dress and stuff and it's so there's that element so it's not all to do with like that that's they're not then i don't know how to say but like basically it's just like an umbrella term for people who kind of yeah. deviate from the norms um because what
0: i think a lot of people also confuse is that there is a massive difference between people who basically realign their gender to match where their soul and their heart and everything happens. And those who just choose to use fashion and their clothing yeah. and their hair and their makeup and everything to then shift the perception of who they are, which I think is also one of the things, again, that concerns me. And uh, another question I wanted to ask you, this whole thing about choosing how we're referred to and what you know, gender adjectives and verbs, et cetera, et cetera, you know, my English is terrible. So to me, it's like I can call somebody darling, but I don't really know whether they're a man, woman, or a dog, it's just a word I use and always, always have done. But this whole thing about, you know, how do you wish to be addressed means as well with some of this gender fluidity that that may change during 24 hours.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. I feel like you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about uh, fashion and hair and makeup and and in the sense that it's a performance and the difference between uh, quite like a, a trans person like I am is that it's not a performance. This is who I am. I'm not a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race where I take my makeup off at the end of the day and I'm a man. I take my makeup off at the end of the day and I go to bed and I'm a woman. And I think that's the... The key kind of thing for people to understand is that there's a difference between kind of performing and being you know and I am it's my core and I think yeah I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about performance and I, I mean it's great as well like there's there's pros and cons like the the I think the the performance aspect is like it's amazing to see in popular culture um people who aren't trans, so people who are just comfortable in their kind of cis identity, maybe like, for example, like someone like Harry Styles, who is performing gender in the way that he's like subverting the kind of norms, like he's wearing feminine clothes and stuff, but yet he's very comfortable in his masculinity. Like he'd no, no. And the fact that no one is questioning that either, I think is we've like, it's a very interesting time for performance and gender.
0: But then, and I think maybe in in this conversation this is probably almost where we'll, we'll get to because we'll go more on to fashion next time we talk but the thing that always makes me smile is that things like pride or gay clubs it's the hen parties want to go and the straight guys want to join in and show how liberated they are but then they get nervous in other situations And I think a lot of this is to do with education. And I think a lot of it is, I know you've spoken to all sorts of groups and and worked on this. I think with fashion, the problem is that we always looked at gender in fashion over hundreds of years, from whether it's the padded codpiece to exaggerate masculinity, or it's how high, you know, the boobs are jacked up in a corset or whatever it might be. But suddenly we're now kind of saying, well, you know, there are lots of other ways of looking at gender. There's lots of other ways of dressing and presenting yourself all day, not just for seven hours in a club, not just for, and I think what you said is it's trans is not performative, it's a life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't come off like when you take, when I take my clothes off, bring it back to fashion. I, the person I am is in my core it's not it's not defined by clothing but then other people um their kind of identities are formed by clothing and mm. the clothing they wear like it definitely affirms my gender when I wear certain like gendered clothing it definitely does and I'm like someone who doesn't I quite like gendered stuff. Like, I don't want everything to. I think there's this misconception that trans people just want to eradicate gender and like mm. make everything neutral and like da, da da da. And it's like, no, I'm actually very happy using she/her pronouns, and I'm happy wearing dresses. I'm happy. Obviously, I do, I wear a dress like once in a blue moon. I wear trousers most days. But my point is that I like I like gendered things, and I don't. I think there's a misconception that trans people are trying to eradicate gender, and mean that like. Everyone just has to wear like beige and like (laughs) unshapely, the same unshapely clothes and stuff.
0: I have a friend whose theory about most people when they are rude to you or unkind is that it's based often in jealousy. And I think one of the great things I found over the years is that whatever a person is, whatever, and using that as a kind of you know, package or a frame. It's also very often that if they are confident, that unnerves people. I think people often feel that it would be much better if people were sadder and more unhappy about what they've achieved. And I think again, the celebration within clothing, within fashion, within all those things, I think has become a huge support for trans, but also for all gender blurring. It's often about looking great.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's. I noticed that the way I carry myself, if I'm feeling like you said about people being intimidated almost by like how dare this person feel so free and liberated to wear whatever that they want and this is like me pre-transition even this is me in my all boys school where I would subvert the uniform I come to my all boys catholic school and I'd like even just things as small as like rolling up my blazer and like rolling up the, the trousers wearing boots with like chains on it painting my nails like doing little things like that people get angry seeing people like living without the shackles of like kind of um, heteronormative kind of standards like that have been placed onto that, how you dress or how you express yourself. And it's like, how dare this person be so free and that they're feeling so trapped. Like you said, it comes down to jealousy as well as intimidation. It's like people are envious of people who truly do feel free enough to go outside their house and express themselves in the exact way they want to and not in a way that they feel prescribed to present themselves and it's it is it's it is truly freeing to do that and as someone who it i mean i was going to say freeing but also it's absolutely it's terrifying as well like, i remember the first time i went out my house kind of presenting as my real self and i i was so scared i was just waiting to be attacked but like at the same time like if you can Feel that feeling and throw it to the wind and be like, own it anyway. That is the most powerful thing. Like how there, there's nothing more powerful than being like, I know I'm probably gonna get beaten up for this, but I'm gonna do this anyway because I only have one life and I wanna live it my way, not your way. What is more like what is more of a like a boss statement than that? Like you can't there's there's nothing more powerful.
0: And that's what intimidates people exactly. who don't have that confidence themselves. Exactly. Perfect ending to part one. Let's pause there and we'll start again and it'll be a bit more fashion. Thank you.